Well, today we've got sort of can't wait for this one, Chris. Yeah, who was and was the Grecian Lion? Yeah, so he was Grecian the Lion from when Do I was a kid Chris? all the way till. Uh, I don't know him, know him. I think we recognise each other, I think. But uh, he's always been Grecian Lion since I was a kid. I've, everyone, oh, I've known that for ages. So yeah. Oh right. And can you explain who the Grecian Lion is? Well, so Grecian the Lion is Exodus City's mascot. Well, old, technically old mascot. We still have Grecian the Lion, but he's been rejuvenated into something new, and he's now got a partner called Lexi the Lion. But, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah, Grecian the Lion was the Exodus City's mascot for years. I, can't, I don't know how many years exactly, but ever since I was watching at, you know, two, three years old till, you know, very recently. So yeah, he's been a massive part of my Exodus City experience. Wow. Right, this yeah. is him. This is him. Can't Here we wait. go. Have you seen the by the way, have you seen the player who's playing for Oxford? I don't know. I don't know whether basically I'm doing a football manager save with my friends, an online one. And there's a player at Oxford in my football manager save called like Bion Gittins. It's very close to Brian. Oh, yeah, Gittins. I've seen that. Yeah. Bino or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was yeah, very, yeah. very close. I, I was thinking, Jesus, he's taken over everywhere. Yeah, that isn't that his surname, like Bino Gittins or something. Yeah, by yeah, by yeah. it's like high, it's like a double-barreled yeah. sound. Yeah, I was like, "What the hell?" Brian Gittins is in my game. Scored against me on Football Manager. I was gonna yeah. Well, let's get. Um, here we go. The ex Grecian the Lion. <laughs> <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Hello. Hi, Chris. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you doing? Hey, I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Good, thanks for coming on the podcast. No, no, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm, um, I'm <laughs> super excited. Last night when I saw who was on, I was like, ah, oh, I really want to know the ins and outs of that line. Lots, lots of stories to tell. Oh, God, yeah, this is going to be good. This is going to be yeah. good. <laughs> right, so, yeah, thanks for coming on. Where, where are you? Are you in Exeter? Yeah, I'm extra, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you've supported the team for, well, I presume you support the team. Uh, yeah, of course I do. <laughs> First and foremost, I'm a fan. I've been, I've been going to games for 25 years now, really. Have you? And you're still yeah. going? Yep. Yeah. My first game was a, um, we played Chester in April 97. We were 1-0 up at halftime, chucked it down with rain all day. And at the end of the game, we had lost 5-1. And I still came back for more. Don't quite <laughs> you know why. You loved it. <laughs> yeah. You loved it. I was a glutton for, glutton for punishment. Yeah. So, I mean, let's not beat around the bush here. <laughs> How do you get to get B in that costume? How did you make it yours? Um, it's, a, it's a funny old story. I got talked into it after a drunken day at the cricket, actually. Oh, really? And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the club was looking for somebody back in 2006 to take it on. And a um, few people I knew from the club were at the um, at the cricket that day at Taunton. And um, we had a few drinks. And they're going, oh, you should go for it, Chris. You should go for it. And then in my sober state, I thought, well, might as well be true to my word. And the rest is history, really. The suit fitted and just took it from there. Right. So you say, yes, I'm going to do that. What's the next yeah. step? They go, right, we need you here Monday afternoon. You have a fitting. 
Yeah, got in contact with the club, had a fitting. I think the first right, time. I hang on a minute, don't jump ahead. I want to know what that fitting was like. Yeah. So you turn up. What happens? <laughs> where are? Where do you go in the toilets? No, I was in the office actually, in back office. And um, first time I turned, put it on, I think I put it on the wrong way round. So it looked a bit dodge. <laughs> <laughs> hang on, what? What is it? Is it like a like a body suit and a head? Yeah, like a onesie kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was when I was a kid, when I was a kid in the stand, I'd like sometimes look about and I would be able to see Grecian the Lion without his head on. I'd see like the whole outfit, yes. and then Grecian the Lion would have his head off in the stand. Yeah, so I tried to I tried to hide away, but uh, I, well, I knew it wasn't a real. I knew it was a real wasn't a real lion, but I mean, I don't know if you remember Chris, well, you probably do, but you remember you used to give out those view tickets at the bottom of the big bank yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. I used to oh, I used to love all that kind of stuff. I used to be right down at the front. Yeah. It was great. Right. So can we go back to that office? You've turned up. Yes. Of course. Who are you with? Who who's who's with you when you're putting that on? Um, I think it was um Bruce who worked for the club at the time. I think um Gilly who's secretary now, Andy Gillard. And they were there and I t- I turned it, I put it on and like I say, the rest is history, really. Yeah. Yeah, you keep saying the rest is history, Chris. I really want to keep talking about this first. <laughs> I, I'm um, trying to, I'm well, trying to uh, picture. After, after, I, um, after, I, um, after I took it on, was, um, after the fitting, we, um, I think we had a, I think our debut was a pre-season home game against Fulham, which we won 1-0. Right, how are you feeling so, on the first day? I'm thinking, uh, what have I let myself in for? But then I think over time, I really made the role my own. And there was, um, I remember back in the days before Grecian, we had Alex the Greek and Athena. And I remember thinking as a kid watching Alex the Greek, that they were the old mascots. Right. And what did they look like, sorry? Uh, one was dressed as like a Greek warrior, and one was a Grecian goddess. Right, very nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. Sorry, if I keep backpedalling, I'm sorry, Chris. I just really want to know. Yeah, but going going back to when these when they when these two um, were in, I remember thinking I didn't see Alex the Greek all that much at games. So I thought, well. Where where is he? What's he doing? And then to be able to take on Greece and the Lion and be able to make that difference myself was yeah, and give something back to the club I love. I think was it's been it's been a roller really. Yeah. So they said you've got the job. You've got the first game coming up. What happens on what happens that first game? You go you go to the club. What time do you get there? Where where's the suit? When do you put the suit on? Yeah, well, I can take you through uh, a a basic match day, really. Yeah. So normally, get changed for about half one, two o'clock ish, something like that. I'll get to the ground for about half one just to make sure I see everybody and say hello to people I know, and then about two o'clock I get changed. Where, where, where are you getting get changed? Um, in the um, I was getting changed in the disabled toilets by the back office at one stage. Right. But it got moved to um, when we had a regeneration of Grecian. So Grecian looks as he is now. Then um, we moved it to the Fountain Centre where CCT are. 
Where's so, that? Because they spent a fair bit of money on um, where the car park is, basically. Okay, right. So you put your suit on. That first time you do it, you put your suit on. That must be quite nerve-wracking. You've got to walk out in front of a few thousand people. Yeah. What are you wearing underneath it, Chris? You, you're not just you're not just in your pants, are you? Have you got you've got clothes on? No, no, no. I'm going on commando. <laughs> <laughs> totally naked. <clears throat> okay, so you got your clothes on. I've been te- I've been tempted I've been tempted a few times on the hot summer's days. Yeah, can imagine it. So it get, it's, it's, there's been some hot days at SJP. So there must be some hot, even hotter days for Greece and the Lion. Oh yes. <laughs> so you're so you've got you've got. You've got your suit on. Uh, when do you put that? Uh, normally just before I head out, really. Yeah. To get the main suit on first and then head comes on. And what, So what time do you first go out on the pitch and what do you do? Have you got a little plan? Of um, normally go out, quarter past two, something like that, just to um, go around the ground and shake hands, give high fives and... Spend time in the family zone in the Red Square and see first time visitors. Yeah. yeah, it's great. It's great giving something back. I really love. I really loved it. Yeah. Did you talk as the lion? Depends. Depends who I'm speaking to. Right. Okay. <coughs> um. Right. If you're talking to, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> well, it's um. I try and stay in character for the kids, obviously. Oh, do you? you get, really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, do the, the old thumbs up and that's Grecian, Grecian trademark. Um, and I, yeah, that is Grecian trademark. I, I'm going to get on to some, some other things that were trademark. Yeah, good old thumbs up. But I never heard Grecian the Lion talk. Never. Never. So from, from my Fair perspective. Is. But I do remember one thing Grecian the Lion used to do, which was uh, rub his bum on the, ref, on the goalkeeper's towels. When they put yes, in the goal. I love that. That was a trademark. Love that. Yeah. What? Rub your bum on the towel. So the, so the goalkeepers would put their towel through the net like they do. You know, they put their towel at through the net. And yeah, yeah. And at halftime, Grecian would go over and rub his bum on the towel. Oh, that's good. Right in front of the big bank. Yeah. Oh my god, I used to be in stitches yeah. at that. <laughs> had to be done. Yeah, had to be done. <laughs> so you're walking around what for like half an hour? And then you, when do you go in? Just for kickoff. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Just do do the photos on the pitch, and then um, go in, get changed, and then come out for um, for the rest of the game. Really, does the line not come out at half time? Not at the moment. No, no. I I used to with the old suit, but with the new suit, we just do it pre match now. Oh, sorry, Chris. Do you still do it, Chris? No, I did do it, but um. I got I got ill last year, so I've kind of had to take a step back, and someone else has filled in for me now. So we'll review things at the end of the season, basically. Yeah, if if the opportunity came up for you to be the lion again, would you say, "Hey, that's my suit. Give it back"? Um, no, I'd have a think about it. But part of me is quite enjoying being a fan again, really, at the moment. To be honest, it's quite quite alien tickets again, and having to go online and sort all that malarkey out. But I think it's, it's nice not having the pressure on a match day now just to be there as a fan, really. And the guy who's who's now playing Grecian, he's doing a pretty good job of it so far and always comes over for a photo at games. Do you know, I um, last time I saw the Lion, I was walking to my seat and I got all shy. 
And he walked up to me. <laughs> when he walked up to me, I couldn't look at him in the eye. I got all shy. <laughs> yeah. You didn't ask him for a picture. Do that. Either. What's that? You didn't ask him for a picture. No, I've got to get one with my boy. I've got to. I think my That's boy will thinking. be shy. Yeah. Your boy yeah, will be shy. I, I know definitely. my boy will be... We've never been in the right situation to say, but I know he'd be, oh, I don't know, and I'll be like, oh, well, well, we'll both be shy together. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, have you, got any, have you got any stories, Chris, of like winding other players up or any times where you've been sort of... any? Because oh, that's what I want to hear. Hmm. Yeah, there's um, there's a few. I remember the first season I did it. I had um, I, remember I took I took the head off and went to go and get changed at half time. I put it somewhere in the back office, and um, somebody <laughs> had nabbed it. And it turns out it was some uh, pissed up uni students, basically, who'd nicked the head. And there was a big announcement on the tannoy at halftime: Grecian the Lion has lost his head. Oh no! <laughs> what they they yeah. crept into Got the. It back. How'd they yeah. get it? I had no idea. Uh, got God. it back. Do you know what? I've got to have a little look at Grecian the Lions while we're... I always remember, I don't know where it's because I was a kid, but I always remember it being so tall. I was thinking, oh my God, this is huge. It's massive. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think the suit was, they bought the suit initially before I got in. It was a suit to fit somebody who was six foot two, not six foot four. Wow. So you sometimes see see my wrists, yeah, outside the suit, yeah. <laughs> wow, six foot four. Where do you buy that yeah. head from? Yeah, where do you get? Where does someone even find a head like that? Um, I did wear football boots for a bit, so that was it was all right. But the new suit has got yeah, your bog standard mascot big boots, so it's a bit bit more difficult, but um. The good thing is with the newer suit is it's got a fan in the head. So you just put a battery operated fan. So if um, if it does get warm, then you can, t- you can turn that on. Well, that is that is high technology. What, what size was the kit that Grecian used to wear over the top? Um, I think it was a bit of a mixture, really. Sometimes it was like 3, 4, 5XL. I think I've got think a 5XL one in my wardrobe, actually. Wow. Yeah. Is it quite is it quite tricky to walk around in? Uh not massively, no, no. It's I mean it's, it's a bit of a knack to it really. It's like um signing autographs as well. I've managed to get a knack for that. I used to write Grecian and then for the eye I used to do a little paw print. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And managed to do that with in the suit with the glove. Good. Was have you have you ever had any stumbles as Grecian the line ever tumbled over, fallen over? Um, I think there was one instance where I um, tripped over a drain off um, near the old grandstand back along. I think it was where the, one of the, where they where they sort out the sprinkler systems, basically. How can you get out if you're on the floor? Are you like a woodlouse? Can you get up all right? Or does <laughs> someone have to help you out up? Um, I can do just about, but probably not at this moment in time after being in hospital and whatnot. But um, right, but yeah. So how do you see where you're going? Are you looking through the mouth? Um, normally through the eyes. Normally through the eyes. I think with a with with new suit, I look through the mouth. So I don't, know, I don't know what the current bloke does, whether he looks through the mouth or the eyes or whatever. But, but... <laughs> it's 
it's crazy, isn't it, David? That's yeah. I honestly, I'm looking. I'm looking at it now. You would never have seen the old Grisha, would you? You've only known the new one. Yeah. I've seen. T- there's two now. Like you said, there's a male and a female. Yeah. 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 And the female one's quite attractive. <laughs> that is actually. It's, it's actually a bloke who plays the female one. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. I, I'm looking at it standing with a ram. Is that the Derby? The Derby mascot? Yes. Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably from one of the um, the mascot Grand National races. Oh, they're, they're amazing, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I've done about two or three of them, I think. And um, But it was great, like, meeting up with other mascots and around the country, like, you met up with, like, Hayden the Womble from Wimbledon, you have the City Gem from Bradford, Captain Blade from Sheffield United, the City Gem from Bradford and Blady from Sheffield United, they just used to muck about basically. And um I think one year the um organizers tried to get them away from mucking about, really, but You gotta muck about. if you're a mascot, you gotta muck about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think People had a bit of moolah on it, so it was kind oh, of oh. got a bit too. People getting serious about the mascot racing. Apparently so, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking about when you first got changed into it in in the office. I was imagining the people you were with, sort of looking you up and down, going, giving you an interview. Uh, no, I didn't, uh, I didn't have an interview. It was just trying to suit, and the rest is history. Yeah, and how? Sorry, how long did you say you did it for? Uh, Sixteen years. Oh, amazing! Yeah, because it was up to um, not not last, um, not December just gone. December before was the last time I did it because I got ill end of last December. Right, and ended up with a seven and a half months stay in hospital. Oh no! How come? Yeah, um, I caught COVID. And um, was in intensive care for nine weeks. No. Pretty much, yeah, pretty much fighting for my life. Nearly died three times. How old are you? Um, I'm 35. And it just knocked me for six. Normally I'm quite quite active, quite fit, and it just knocked me for six. And no. So I had to relearn to do everything again. I, had to, I lost all my muscle and... So after I'd been on intensive care, went on to the wards and then spent four months at a rehab centre just to get walking again. And thankfully now I'm still here to tell the tale. Sorry, so you before before you caught it, everything was like you said, you were pretty yeah. fit and and when did what 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 part of the like the lockdown did you did you get it in the first lockdown or? No, it was the second it was um late 2021 so you're talking most of 2022 i spent in hospital under nhf care yeah so it was um it was an experience it was an experience do you do you mind talking about it or no no not at all not at all what what were the first symptoms just i felt really ill and um had a bit of a um bit of a cold and well we tested positive on boxing days i thought oh, i'll rest up and see how i get on and then check me um check me oxygen saturation a few days later and it was down to 52 percent apparently so the ambulance came to the house they were like 
oh, we're surprised that you're still here talking, really, to be honest. And then went into intensive care. I remember being asked, God knows how many questions. And it was all quite scary. And then um, we had um, a intensive care, got put on a CPAP mask to try and get my oxygen up. And then eventually they said, oh, we're going to have to put you into an induced coma and put a tube down your throat to help you breathe in. Jesus. So I, so were you, were you in a ward with other, other COVID patients? Um, yeah, but in intensive care, you're in different side rooms. Okay. So it's not, it's not too bad, but it's, um, it was, you must uh, have been so scared. I, yeah. When I come round, I was, yeah, it was just, um, January last year, I have no recollection of at all. And, um, I remember texting the wife just um, just before they said they were going to put me into a coma. I said, "Look, I'm I'm scared now. What what do I do?" And she just said, "I'll go with the doctor." So oh, I said, "Right, I'll trust your judgment." And but yeah, I came round. I think my early memories of last year, probably early February, and then it was just a case of building from there but it was it was a it was a tough time but i had to either i could even look at it two ways it's either just wallow myself pity and feel sorry for myself or do my best to get out of there and be the best i can be really so when you when you sort of came to in the february did you feel sort of safe where you were and you'd felt ready to sort of rebuild or um it took it took a bit of time yeah yeah, yeah. It took a bit of time, but um, yeah. Look, but the wife and um, and my family were really helpful and supportive during that time, and and obviously the nurses, the intensive care as well, looked after me so so well. Sorry, how 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 were you prior to getting it? Were you kind of lackadaisical about it, or were? You- no, I was, I was pretty pretty lax about it, really. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll be all right. But obviously, like, the fact it hit me for six, it's like, it was a real, wow. How has how this happened to me? But, um, yeah, like I say, it really hit me for six. But um, I think the help of friends and family really got me through it, really. And then um, I think, um, I will say, for end of last season, I follow was a godsend. Yeah, bloody expensive. Of course, of course I couldn't. I, yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't get to games, so I I had to make do with it. So obviously, the bar the Barrow game. I was in the rehab centre at the time, watching it in there on my tablet. I was like, I what I wanted to be there so badly, but obviously I couldn't move at that point. Chris, if I remember correctly, for that Barrow game, I think your dad was there, wasn't he? Yes, he was. Because yes, we. Yeah, I think um, Kirk, Kirk interviewed him. Yeah, we interviewed him on on the BBC. So we had three people yes. on the BBC for that day, and there was a there was a big mention for you, and everyone was was thinking of you that day. So yeah, thank you. The beauty of it, Chris, is we're going up this year, so you're going to be here for that game. <laughs> uh, I want I want hold your breath. I hold your breath. <laughs> It'll be a better, be a bigger kind of result. So. Yeah. yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, a bit like, like I'm a bit like John. Get the handbrake on a little bit. Yeah, I love it. That's perfect. That's exactly what I want to hear. No, let's great. freewheel our way to the championship. 
Chris. Um, no, no, yeah. How are you now? Yeah, getting stronger all the time, which is good. Like, um, I went out of hospital um, in in August, and when I cut out, I was kind of using a walking frame and things like that. I was in like using a chair and bits. And whereas now I get around the house unaided, I use a crutch now and again just to get me about about a little bit, but. Um, don't necessarily need it if I'm walking on the flat. It's just getting up steps, really, is the main thing. But I'm having physio and doing a phase return back to work, working from home. So, so do you feel like you're getting stronger and stronger each day? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm probably, I'd say now, I'm probably about 80, 85% of, of what I was before I went in. But that'll only, that'll only get better as time goes on. But it's, it's given me a whole new... It's given me a whole new outlook on life as well, really, just to the fact I've got this second chance and I could either let it eat me up and let it, let it affect me or think, well, I'll make the most of this now and do, do what I can. So when you say whole new outlook, what outlook, what is that now for you? Is it just, just like not to, not to just be grateful for each day and not, to, um, not be too hard on myself, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realise, Chris, at all. Didn't realise. Um no, no a lot of people a lot of people don't a lot of people it's a it's a long old story to tell. Mm. Yeah. But, um funnily enough went to went went to yeah, I was just gonna say went to Tesco's with the wife yesterday and um bumped into two of the nurses that um looked after me all intensive care and it was amazing for them to see the progress I've made. Amazing. <laughs> Bloody hell. God so basically, we got to get you back in that suit, pronto. Like <laughs> <laughs> I say, I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm enjoying being a fan at the moment, so it's um, it's all right. So I'm uh, 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 currently, I go, well, I watch games mainly from the disabled bank, the far end of Selco near the bank. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm in there, and I have a prime view of the tops off boys. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Well, every, every cloud has a silver yeah. line. <laughs> yeah, football's not very good. They're there. They're there to entertain me. Oh yeah, cool. Yeah, I must say, I've, must uh, be... I've been I've been relatively disappointed with some of the uh, top soft lads recently. I've seen some coats on, and that's just not on really. But there was only what there was only one on Saturday. I know, I know, Chris. It's not. It's not. It's not on. There was one game recently that was fucking freezing. Like. I had my big coat on. It was the like the most, and I looked over, and good old Gary had his nips out. <laughs> so respect to Gary. <laughs> to be fair, I, I was going to mention this a few weeks ago. I went to Bolton away a few weeks ago, and that was really cold. It was actually snowing in Bolton during that day, nice. and they some of them some of them still had their tops off. And I was thinking, there's a risk of frostbite here. What are you doing? Fair play. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you've got, you got to commend it. Fair play. Fair so play. they must be yeah. over your left shoulder, are they? Left shoulder? Uh, right shoulder. Side? Oh, right shoulder. Oh, okay. Yeah, so like I'm in the little the little bit um, where, the, where the E is on um, ECFC in the Selco stand. Okay. So. Um, is that where, if, if we score a winner, we they, where the players all run over and all the. Yeah. Fat, yeah, down there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Well, Chris, are you up for answering our 10 famous footy questions? 
Yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah, Mappy too. I think um, some of them we've probably covered already, really, to be honest, but Mappy, go through them again. If... Yeah, no, no, let's do it. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying this podcast, then you might want to get on my Patreon. You get early access to ad-free episodes, and there'll be videos and behind-the-scenes pics, and it's basically a place where we can all hang out together. It's a bloody friendly community, if you ask me. So, uh, yeah, if you fancy it, just go to patreon.com forward slash David L. And also, Patreon is an app that you can download onto your phone, all for the price of a coffee, like a posh coffee. Once a month, you pay a few quid, and then you get to be an MNFC supporter. Mind your football club supporter, that's what that stands for. That's your thing. So sign up at patreon.com forward slash David L, and the link is in the description of this episode. Thanks again for listening. Right, back. Back to the pod. Number one. We did mention it, but what was the first game you went to? Yeah, Chester at home in 1997. Like I said, we were 1-0 up at half-time, chucking it down with rain. We then lost 5-1. It was also the game, I believe, Yuri Geller put crystals behind the goal to try and get us to win the game. Oh, that was the game? <laughs> yes. Did you see How old were you at this them? point, Chris? You... Um, I was nine at that point. Okay. Did you see him put the crystals behind the goal? No, no, but it was a big thing in the um, in the local press uh, the night before. I mean, it was an orange. There was an orange dot printed in the echo as well, saying like you had to focus on it and said, "Believe, trust, Exeter will win." And of course, we lost five one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't give, don't give up the day job, Yuri. <laughs> Oh my god! How did he? How did he worm his way out of that one? Yeah, and then later on, and then a few years later, he becomes co-chairman of the club. Ridiculous! Absolutely ridiculous period of time that it was. It was. Oh, do you know what? But what a time to have a podcast. Yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. If we had podcasts twenty years ago, cool. 25 years ago. Content. Yeah. Michael Jackson, Freddie Starr, Yuri Geller, David Blaine. Who cares if we're losing? I do. <laughs> I, I would have still cared. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But yeah. you still came back for more though, Chris. You fancied a bit of that. Yeah, I still, ca- yeah I still came back for more. I just loved the atmosphere, really, and the camaraderie and getting behind my hometown club, really. Yeah. Who was the star player in 1997? Who was the one to watch? Uh, probably um, Darren Robotton at that point and yeah. um, Steve Flack. They were the two. Right. Right. I've, I've heard a lot about Robotton, but I mean, I mean, my dad's mentioned him every now and then. But yeah, he, apparently he was. He's in our. He might be in our top three goal scorers, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, question two, Chris. Where do you sit in the ground? Why? What you said? We've literally answered yeah, so all in, the uh, questions. Yeah, in the in the disabled bay in the Selco, like I say, we were prime view of the tops of boys, and um, <laughs> it's um, obviously because we've got a roof over the disabled bay as well. It's um, it shelters me well from the rain as well, on, like we had on Saturday. So I don't want too bad. That is a re- you are right behind the goal there, aren't you? 
Um, I'm to the, to the side of the goal, so I can I can see. I'm, I've got I've got side on view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got side on view. I think after um, after the Peterborough game, uh, when we scored our seconds, I ended up waving my crutch out in the air like that. And um, wife, wife, who was there, she told me off. She's like, "Oh, don't you hurt somebody? You hurt somebody." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love how, my passion. I love how Chris's first thing is to say, "You don't have a good view of the game." He's got a good view of the tops off lads. That's that's your first instinct. I love. Well, that. it is a football. If if we have a bad game, then I've got some entertainment. <laughs> I miss Fair those enough. guys. I'm quite away away from those guys. I miss them. And then. Um, yeah, because I remember when we were going through uh, um, a tough period of home form. Back to back to me lying in really, is when we were going through a tough period of home form about ten years ago. I used to like, try and improve the match day experience by being entertaining myself. Really, just and some people said, "Oh, he was more entertaining than the match." <laughs> so you, you want people to get the value for money, even if the football's crap. What sorts of things would you do, Chris? Well, we. Um, just like the stuff for the keepers, really, is the is the main thing, really. Just to wipe your ass on the towel. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be done. It's got to be done. It's got to be. <laughs> Question three. Well, like now, now, what is your match day routine now? When do you get to the? Um, uh, normally you'll get to the ground now about. That's one, and um, and hang on. I'm doing a lead. I'm doing a leaderboard, Chris. Right, I've got to find. Where did I put it? A leaderboard. Who gets to the ground first? (laughs) Not me. Not me. No, Jack's half twelve. No, I don't. I don't. I don't get it that early. I don't mean that'd be that'd be long, but um, normally I've got odds and sods to do at home in the day before I get out the door and then um, just home life and whatnot. Yeah. Half but, one's um, pretty early though. Yeah. And at, at the moment, um, with, um, obviously my mobility at the moment, we're um, able to sort out parking, thankfully, at the ground for, um, for a lot of games. So wifey drives in. Any spaces for me, Chris? Any spaces for me? <laughs> <laughs> Love a little space. To be fair, David, if you do some walk to the ground, I don't know, that is, if you still do that walk past the, oh, no, I couldn't do I that. tell you what, I parked up Saturday and I went, <sighs> and I got the phone, I looked at the time, I thought, I've got to, I've got to record how, and I think it's about 18 minute walk. It's quite a long walk. That is a long walk. Yeah, what's that, a mile and a half or something? It's a long, it's enough to get frustrated. Yeah. Frustrated. <laughs> yeah, that's a long I sort of look forward to the days when we're struggling, then I'll probably be able to park a bit closer. But whenever it's... A, I can really notice the traffic when we got a, yeah, a sellout crowd. Yeah, well, it closed um, St. James's Road when they got, like, full away following sites. So, yeah, for Wednesday in Portsmouth, St. James's Road's been shut the last couple of games, but obviously Forest Green brought one man and his dog with him on um, Saturday, so you know, yeah. they didn't close the road. I said... That's what I said. It was like... They're just up the road and they've bought about 17 people. Why? They're a village side, that's the problem. Yeah, they're not They're not historically a football league side, are they? So. No. 
Uh, they're not, they're yeah, not they're, ba- they're based in a village, which is probably about half the size of Dawlish. Yeah. Are you joking? How long have they been in? How long have they been in existence? They've been existing for a long time, but they got bought out by Dale Vince, didn't they? Quite a, a few years ago now, and they've just sort of worked yeah. their way up. But yeah, they were never they never played in green and black before. They always played in black and white. Black and white, yeah. So you know, I feel sort of sorry for them because I feel like we kick <coughs> we give them a kick in every other every other episode. <laughs> I feel sorry. Ah, for well, yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> but no, but uh, but after their um, Wickham's time wasting on Saturday, I think it's more than deserved to be perfectly yeah, honest. Yeah, you know what, Chris? Fair enough. That's fair enough. That it was embarrassing. I hate, I hate, oh, I hate time but, wasting so much. Hey, but you can you can solve it with just sending someone off. I mean, you do that again. Yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. But the referee just let him get away with Blue Murder on Saturday. That was the problem. The officiating was some of the worst I've seen at SJP in a long time. But I feel like it's been crap all season. It doesn't feel yeah, like the it's... refereeing is always crap. We, we always have this debate. The referees are. Just give me yellow cards straight away. Yeah. Yeah, some, some are better than others. But um, my father in law's with me on um, Saturday and he's. Um, he referees in some of like the local leagues, like the local Devon and Exeter leagues, and um, he was um, he wasn't too impressed. He said he starts every game giving the ref a ten, and then the works its way down as the game goes on. Yeah, but he's quite he's quite vocal towards the refs. I spoke to my wife about it, and she said, "Yeah, but he's trying his best." <laughs> if that's uh, his yeah, best, he shouldn't be at that level. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. Okay. No, I'm all I'm all I'm all for people like learning learning from mistakes and whatnot, but, yeah. but to continually do them as like the refs yeah. seem to do, I just think surely there's something there. Weird. There must be there must be a reason they don't just hand out yellow cards and threaten to send players off. There must be a reason they don't deal with it. It's just that mm-hmm. like every referee is doing yeah. it. I, I they we had um Mike Malarkey once at the ground, and he said that the referees, you'll often see referees book a goalkeeper or someone for time wasting right at the end of the game so they can stick it off at the end of the game. They've got their checklist that they've got to go right, booked in, booked X player for time wasting. So they just do it at the end to get the tick on their, their checklist. I don't get it. Well, that reminds me of like Jamal at the end of the Oxford game as well. Of course, he got yellow and then they got an indirect free kick from that as well. And like, mm. how many times, how many times do you see that happen? I know, it always happens to us, doesn't it? Always something that's got, yeah. to, got to go against us. It's nothing to do with paperwork, is it? Have they got paperwork to do if they... Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. They've got a tick checklist. But the, the more people they book and send off, the more work they've got to do. In the... Oh, uh, probably, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think I've seen father-in-law's reports, like the team father-in-law's reports with Devon and Exeter League, and um, he has to fill out God knows how much and who he's booked and what's happened if there was like a big incident in the game and send them off and whatnot. Yeah. Right, so, Chris, hang on. Be... Before, before we crack on, in in one word, Joe White. Joe White's debut, Chris. Mustard. M- Mustard. <laughs> Mustard. <laughs> Thank you. You know what, yeah. I saw I saw the little highlights package and I thought, oh god, David could really be right here. He looked did good. Did you see that he? He little thing there. he did on the edge yeah. of the box? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's my name. Come on, absolute, absolute mustard. Yeah, 
I think we've yeah, all to watch him play now. You've, you've really hyped him up. Oh, honestly, uh, his bad games will be good. Yeah. <laughs> so, David, in your wait, David, before we before we carry on, in your opinion, and Chris, actually, does he should he start the next game? Oh my God! What are you putting him on the bench for? This bloke is going to unlock defenses. <laughs> Chris doesn't seem too sure. Um, possibly it's worth, worth a go. <laughs> you gotta put him. You've gotta start him. That bloke <laughs> will score one goal every game and set up one or two. <laughs> every he, game. He's brilliant. He's he's gonna be in the prem. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. I'll just he'll, do that. He'll have a really yeah. shit game, won't he? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sod sod floor. <laughs> Right, uh, question four. Who do you go to the games with? Um, at the moment, it's um, wifey and father-in-law. Um, and then but beforehand, before I got ill, and hopefully again in the future, I um, I went to games with my dad, and we used to sit in the stano. And, um, yeah, so at one point, my dad and granddad had season tickets, which was nice. It was like three generations of us watching the club, which was really good. And then also next to us was a um, Dave, who was then a work colleague of mine, who I still see at games today. So it was quite a bit of a small world kind of thing, really. And so now you go with your wife? Yeah, and then and father-in-law tags along as well. Nice. Does your wife enjoy watching the game? Um, she went for a period where um, she didn't watch it for a while, and I went to games on my own, basically. And um, But obviously... Since I've um, since I got ill, she's been able to come in as my carer, so to speak. Yeah. So she gets a, gets a freebie from my ticket. Yeah. But um, but yeah, she said she's in, enjoying it again, really, which is really good. I spoke to my wife yesterday. I was just chatting about football and watching football because she doesn't hate football. She's just got no sort of interest. But you know, she'll watch World Cup matches, blah blah blah. But she said to me last night. When the boys are a bit older, I like the idea of all of us going to watch the game together. <laughs> Fair enough. That's it. Commission complete. They're all on board. <laughs> Boom. That's another 60 quid in the club shop you won't see. <laughs> uh, oh, that's brilliant. That's so, that must be nice to hear, though. Oh, honestly, the idea of all of us going, just brilliant. When the boys are yeah, growing up watching Um, question five, favourite away ground? Ooh, it's a, a bit of a toughie, that one, I think, for me. It's, um, I do quite like our, um, our pre-season trips to Torquay, because I think Playball's a tiny lip ground, really. Yeah, that's spot on. Well, I missed that. Yeah. Say that again. <coughs> uh, Torquay. Yeah, what'd you say after that? Um, um it's tiny little ground. The Charlie run. Baker, if you're listening, stuff that one up. The guy I was with yesterday, my Plymouth friend, just he was so belittling of it. It's just so uh, you know, it's a tin pot ground. Just kind of throw. No, I quite, I quite, no, I quite like the place. Really, to be oh, honest, right. it's um, it's a, it's a, it's, 
it's our closest trip, so to speak, of yeah. like the professional clubs, and you don't really get any of the bother that you get with Plymouth, really. So it's like nice, decent, decent, friendly trip. Oh, really? Are the Torquay supporters nice? There, some, some of them, some of them are a bit hostile towards us, but um, with us, we kind of like like we see them as little brothers, really. So we kind of like to see them do well. Ah, so it's sort of patronising. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We, pa- we patronise them. Yeah, but um, like to the other places I've been, I'd probably go for um, Cambridge, although it's like a modern away and the ground's quite old school, which is what I quite like, really. Max Rushton. Max Rushton was on the pod and he supports Cambridge, yeah. Oh, was he? Oh, yeah. nice, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he said that they'd invested more in the away and then the rest of the ground. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, been there about been there about three or four times. Yeah, I've done Cambridge a few times. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Yeah, it's all right. It's it's actually it's got a little bit of character actually. The ground, I think. It's yeah, quite actually yeah. quite noisy as well. Cambridge fans can be quite loud in that far end. So yeah, decent. That's what I was going to say, Chris. Saturday, we were so quiet. The Big Bank. Do you notice it? It was just, yeah, yeah. I think. Um, Got a bit nervy, I think, starting the second half, didn't we? When um, it was just um, after FGR had taken the lead, I think we just got a little bit nervy, and then it wasn't until we got the equaliser we got the momentum going again. And you could see, like when um, when we were attacking, see Jay Stansfield trying to g up the big bank. You know what he does with that. The first yeah. hour, I thought we were really quiet. I think Forest Green Rovers was saying we said we were a library. It was really quiet. Easily the quietest I've, I've experienced there. But yeah, but um, but going going back to the game itself, I um, want to make a special mention for um, Giovanni Brown really for playing to the whistle really when we were arguing over that pen, that supposed penalty. He just went for it, did what he does best. Thank you very much. One one. Yeah, yeah. I bet that actually, if you say that, I bet the ref wouldn't have given that. Yeah. <laughs> He was literally laying on it, just holding it. I know. Uh, when I saw it, you can see, yeah. when you see the highlights back, you can see he's literally got his hands on it. Yeah, he is. Chris, um, least favourite away ground? Um, the two I'd probably say I've been the coldest at is um, Swindon, because they've got no roof on their away end. Ugh. And um, it was bitterly cold the last time I went there. And um, Portsmouth was the other one. I'm not going this weekend. But, um, yeah, one thing I was... Um, last time I went to Portsmouth, they ran out of tea before the game in on a bitterly cold day. And they ran out of tea at half-time as well. So which I thought was quite tin pot, really, for a, for a club of their size. And I thought, I thought this weekend, I thought, if it's going to be cold this weekend, I don't really want to be going through that again. And plus, I took the ground off, so it's not one I need. Yeah. I just suddenly thought, I could I could go, couldn't I? I could drive this Saturday. No, you can't, because you can't get a ticket. Oh, is it sold out? Yep. Oh, yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that one in the really? Bedroom, We've taken that many... Supporters, yeah, sixteen hundred. Sixteen hundred. That's amazing. That's like a fifth. What's that? I 
That's it, we're massive. Get with, get with the, get with the program. Uh, question number six. No, I've done that. Question number seven. If you could travel back in time, Chris, which game would you watch? Um, I'd probably go for the playoff final 2008 without a doubt, really, just to get us back into the league. It was my second season of Lion in, and one of the great things I found with being Greece in the Lion was being able to go pitch side at Wembley, not once, not twice. Not three times, but four times. Wow, kept that one quiet. That's unbelievable. Yeah, pre-match before four playoff games, I was able to do um, able to lie in side of the pitch, and that was just. Did you go into Wembley anywhere? Like, where did you get changed at Wembley? Uh, the side room in inside the. Um, I mean, it's like a spare referees room. I think they um, put us in. Even so. Did you get to walk out with the players at Wembley? Uh, the first year I did. Wow. But then the second year they got um, got a bit more stringent on it. So I could only do round the perimeter of the pitch. And obviously they're quite hot on security and whatnot. And Still though. each time I had to have somebody with me as well. So it was um, so friends were coming up to me going, oh, can I be your minder for the day? Can I be your minder for the day? So four people have had the privilege of that. Not many people can say they've walked out as a player at Wembley, can they, really? You've, you've basically done the whole malarkey. And you wipe your ass on a towel. Did you wipe your ass yeah, on a towel yeah. at Wembley? No. <laughs> no, I didn't get an opportunity for that, sadly. I think I'd throw up with nerves. I couldn't, I couldn't walk out at Wembley, I don't think. That's not, I've not got that in me. So that was getting out of... Is it the National League into League 2? League 2. That was a big yeah. day then, getting out of that National League. It's really hard, yeah, is it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So that, that 2008 final meant everything to everyone involved with the club and the realisation that five years of her in the National League was finally over. It was just an amazing feeling, really. Yeah. And then I think a close second was um, the year after winning promotion against Rotherham at Don Valley Stadium to League One. What, you went from Nationals to League 2 to League 1? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back-to-back promotions. Like no, I don't think I did. So why can't we do it this year, boys? Why can't we do it this year, boys? Well, no one's saying we can. Everyone believes now, David. You've got everybody believing. Good. <laughs> Good. Yeah, but um, talking about that Rotherham game, at the end of the game, in my excitement, I... I've got a funny story here. Yeah. I went onto the pitch to celebrate and in the process my phone fell out of my pocket. Cue me being a mix of ecstasy and agony all in one. And um, after a few minutes some friends rang the phone and it turns out it was picked up by a policeman who was happy to hand it back to me without me getting into, into trouble for encroaching onto the pitch. Wow, what a lovely gentleman. What a nice man. Yes. Where is he now? Get him on the pod. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, get him on the pod. Rescued, rescued my phone. So, at that moment, I was delighted that we'd gone up, but I was worried thinking, oh, where's my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? <laughs> so, it was, a, it was a weird feeling. Do you remember what weird phone you had feeling. at the time, Chris? What phone did you have? It was a Sam, old Samsung phone, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you wanted to celebrate, but you're constantly, constantly thinking about your old Samsung. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. 
Because I, did, I didn't have insurance on it at the time. No, <laughs> no. Question eight, my favourite question. Who's the best player you've seen in the flesh? Um, there's a few really. I've um, gone through a few already. Like seen legends in my time, like Dan Robottom we mentioned earlier, Steve Flack we mentioned earlier. He was when you mentioned those two names, how would they fare in the team now? Um, Robottom, he might do a decent job, but. Black, I don't know if he would cut the mustard in League One, to be perfectly honest. But he was he was a fan's favourite, basically. People people loved his effort. And um, also you got players like Sean Devine, the great Stano, Logie, Ollie Watkins, and then but in terms of the best player I've seen in the flesh to play for us, I'd probably say Joe White. Jamie Curitan. Oh. No, Jamie Curtin. Jamie Curtin. Just due to the due to like the sheer effort that he gave to us, considering age wasn't on his side at the time as well. Yeah, he was he was prolific for us, wasn't he? For a couple of seasons, it was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, because he was like, was he like thirty seven, thirty eight when he was with us, something like that? Yeah, he was old, wasn't he? Mm. Two thousand and ten, two thousand and eleven, twelve and thirteen. Yeah. How many goals did he get, David? Got in his career? No, for us in those two seasons, does it say? 17 and 21. So he got 17 in 41 appearances. That's an unbelievable return. And then 21 in 40. Nice. And then 21 in 40. Yeah, that's one every other game. That's unbelievable. Amazing. For Bishop Stortford, he got 47 in 82. Wow. That was, that was three years ago when he was 44. <laughs> Fucking hell! Jeez. He's still playing for Enfield. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's, he scored five in twenty-two for Enfield. Dropped off a bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I have to say, I was. I think we beat Sheffield Wednesday once, like around the Christmas period, five-one at home, and he, I think he was, he, was, he was unbelievable that day, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it was the only game on in League One that day, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, because we were all shoveling snow off the pitch. Yeah. Question nine. What's the worst experience you've had at a game? Um, I think probably years ago going to Leighton Orient and losing um, 3-0, but I had the hangover from hell from a works Christmas do the night before. <laughs> so I travelled all the way to London... Then the night before, I was told, oh, make sure you're all right to go tomorrow. I was like, yeah. But then, obviously, things happen on work Christmas dues, as you as you expect. And I had to hang over from hell the next day. And then told not to get to the to be ready for travel. Didn't heed the warning and felt awful the whole of the following day. And the defeat didn't help. Oh, no. How awful did you feel? Well, even more so when we were, when we were 3-0 down. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't vomit or anything, oh, did you? I got, I got no, no. I got, I got ribbed all day for not drinking. Oh, are you sure you don't want to drink? Are you sure you don't want to drink? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I vomited at the Benson and Hedges um, cricket final at Lords. Who interested? Anyway, I'll fade nice. that out. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs>
Uh, question 10. What interesting fact have you got about Exeter? Um, I think I could probably go into really how I how I got the the role of Grecian really for um, like with regards to the club and um, how I got talked to it into it after a few bevies at the cricket really. Do you like your cricket? Um, I don't mind it. You like your bevies? I'm not right? as passionate about it as a yeah. I'm not <laughs> yeah. as passionate about it as I am about my football. Yeah, yeah. But going going to one of the Ashes tests in um, June, which we did. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah, but going to um, like day four at the Edgebaston test. Oh, nice. So that'd be pretty good. So you were at Taunton. You were a little bit hammered, and they said, "Why don't you fucking take the road?" And you were like, "Nah, fuck it." But it turns out <laughs> <Yeah>. next. <laughs> but you woke up sober, or the next day, and you went, "Yeah, I'm going to do that." Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Is that one of the best decisions you've ever made? Oh, absolutely. Oh. Absolutely. So many things wouldn't have happened in yeah. my life had I not done made that decision. Crazy. It's just led to one thing after another. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't have met my wife if um, if I hadn't taken that up because oh. she added me randomly on Facebook because she found out that I was the lion. Oh. And then oh. we were we were friends for ages and then one thing led to another, and then we've been together nearly 14 years now. Oh, that's lovely. That's brilliant. What a lovely story, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So she fa- she fancied a bit of your lion ass. <laughs> <laughs> she liked what she saw and added you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I must be doing something right. I've been, been married nearly 11 years, so I must be doing something right. Well, this is final final question, um, which I'm a bit embarrassed by, but I'm, I'm sticking sticking. With, I think you'll give me some good advice, Chris. What one bit of advice would you give me as a fan of Exeter? Um, I think the key for me really is um, taking the rough with the smooth and not getting too excited in the good times. So that's not that necessarily mean don't enjoy it. Got to enjoy it, but on the other hand not getting too despondent when we lose or we get like a draw or whatever. But I think there's some people with unrealistic expectations who expect us to win every game, but that's just not feasible, really, because yes, players and management are human. <laughs> the thing is, players and management are human. Mistakes will be made now and again. It's how you learn from them going forward, really, to be honest. Yeah. I think that's a lovely bit of advice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to get sucked into all that. I'm going to remain. <laughs> yeah, because nice. I think there's, um, there's there's a lot of people who um, who I've seen on social media who've like doubted, doubted Gary's ability really to do the job. And I think he's only been here five minutes. He needs yeah. time to build the team. and Crazy. Yeah, absolutely. Put his stamp on it and... Um, yeah, he's only been in five minutes. He hasn't had a full transfer window yet, or a full season for that matter. And I think so far it's been quite good, really. Yeah, I agree. Who else is he going to bring in? Exactly. If he brings in anyone else like Mr. White, then... That's nice, Mr. White, Mr. Brown. we got a Mr. White, Mr. Brown. 
Mr. Blackman. Mr. Blackman. Oh, that's great, isn't it? It should just be colours. Mr. Pink. <laughs> Tony Pink. Yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say something then. Balls. Oh, bo- oh, yeah. That's the question. Do you want to go up, Chris? Um, if we're ready, then yes. I mean, it's, it, it, How do you know if you're ready or not? If we, if we've got the infrastructure in place, if we can say with the squad we've got, we can give it a good go next season. Otherwise, there's no point going up if you're just going to come straight back down again. Right. Here's a question: the bottom, say three, four, five of Championship. How how do how would they fare in League One? Are they head and shoulders above everyone, or are they much of a muchness? I wouldn't say so at the minute from what I've seen. I think you got I think it's Huddersfield, Blackpool, Wigan, Cardiff, I think, in there at the moment. I think Car- Cardiff probably the biggest of those sides. Huddersfield, Blackpool and, and Wigan. Huddersfield we've played in League One before. Granted they've got recent Prem experience, but um I think we'd um, we'd give them a good game anyway. And how much money do you make going up into the championship? Is it <clears throat> well? It's it's all it all depends. Really, you're not going to make any more from like gate revenue, are you? Because we're already selling out in League One. But you make a lot more to the TV package. I don't know how much exactly it is, but it's ridiculous amount more. Like not even comprehensible. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's the championship. Like is a really high, I don't know whereabouts it is in the leagues, like ranked wise, but it's really high. Championship football is an incredible standard of football. Some people would even argue it's more entertaining than the Premier League because anything yeah. can happen. Anything can happen in the Championship. Whereas the Premier yeah. League is becoming a little bit more predictable, you know, who's probably going to win most most game weeks. So if we did go up, there's a there's a big old reward from the TV package. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. TV package. Like the, Again, the calibre of teams that are coming to SJP, you won't just have four teams... Every season, like Sheffield Wednesday, Plymouth, Ipswich, which sell out. Every team in the championship will sell out their away allocation. Oh my God! Give me a bit of that now. <laughs> I really want it's it. Something to look forward to. Something to look forward to. Oh, we can but hope. It's hope that kills you. Yeah, true. Chris, it's been lovely to meet you. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, likewise. And really. Pleased to hear that you'll feel that you're on the mend and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, thanks very much. And it's, uh, yeah, it's nice to meet the man behind the fur. Yeah, it's, been good to, yeah it's been good to share my stories with you both. Thanks so no, thank much for having me on. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I might see you at the game sometime. Yeah, that'd be brilliant. Yeah, yeah. catch you soon. Smashing. Nice Cheers, one. Chris. Thank you. See you later. Yeah,